Welcome to episode 15 of Retrosonic Podcast. I'm Steve from Retroman Blog, and tonight I'm joined by rock photographer Paul Slattery. Good evening. Um, put the kettle on. Will I will? I think I'll have a nice cup of tea, just like the fallen leaves. A china cup with some milk, that's fine. They drink it all the time. Without tea, there's someone shine. A nice cup of tea You know where you are with a proper brew There's nothing much to do Warm the pot and stir the leaves Milk or lemon, whatever you please Just like the fallen leaves Cup of tea, yeah, 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 yeah. A nice cup of tea, yeah, 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 yeah. A good cup of tea, yeah, 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 yeah. A nice cup of tea, yeah, 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 yeah. I like a good cup of tea. Occasionally I'll go for an absolute food shop. But anything in the morning will get me going. Any kind of breakfast tea, it can't be a real good old grey. And that was a Snake Man 3 with a nice cup of tea. And it's uh, nice to hear a little tribute to the Fallen Leaves in there as well, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's great, yeah, because we all like a nice cup of tea with our tea. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and if anyone's seen the Fallen Leaves, you'll know that they have a great little um, uh, tea ceremony in the middle of their song. Um, is it Shining? They Shining, think? generally, yeah. yeah. Um, Rob uh, opens up his uh, posh flask and right. uh, yeah. uh, starts sipping a cup of tea while uh, Rob Simmons um, blasts away on his guitar. Yeah, and it's great, isn't it? It's a nice little um, little tea ceremony, and uh, it's great that the Snake Man 3 have uh, paid tribute to them. And um, Snake Man 3 have played at the 12 Bar with the, the Fallen Leaves on a couple of occasions, and... Uh, uh, they're a great band uh, from Northampton. And there's a bit of a scene going on in Northampton, apparently. It's uh, the new epicentre of rock and roll. You know, yeah. you've got the mobs and uh, Dick Venom and the Terror Tones, and it, uh, it seems to be the new place to go. I thought it was all about shoes. Yeah, yeah, cobblers, yeah. And hats. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, that's Luton, isn't it? Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, well, that's well, the hatters, isn't it? Oh, well, they're all fourth they're the cobblers, division, aren't they? Or yeah, yeah. Non-league yeah, yeah. now, that's aren't right, they? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But that was a great little um, track from the Snake Man 3. And uh, so, um, welcome to Retrosonic Podcast. It's been a long, long time since we've got together, hasn't it? And uh, we worked out it was March, the last episode. March. Well, we've been too busy, Steve. I know, I know. We've been far too busy to sit down and have a chat. I know, it's ridiculous, isn't it? We've been out at gigs all the time. Yeah, and even tonight, our normal colleague, Adam from the Jetsonics, can't make it because he's playing a gig tonight. He's playing a gig? Yeah. I know, it's, it's, it's been mad. So, uh, yeah, we've been really busy. We've had um, a great few months. There's just been music, music, music all the time. Yes, and, uh, and music to come. 
and more to come. And um, we're going to go through a few of the things that we've we've been up to um, over the past few months since the last episode. Just a few of the things, just, not just everything. Just a few, not everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'd, have, we'd have about a four-hour long episode. And uh, we're going to pick out a few of our favourite gigs and happenings and, and play a few tracks along the way. And um, So, I mean, last time we got together was, was back in March. And that was just before... We did a gig for the Fallen Leaves, the Transients and the Jetsonics at the Fighting Cocks in Kingston. And that was a, a great little get-together. That was an excellent um, gig. That was a nice little show, wasn't it? Mm. And then from then on, it, it's just been sort of pretty much a, a, gig, a gig a week, isn't it? You know? It has. It's been it's like a whirly gig, actually. Yes. A whirly gig. Uh, like a whirly gig. <laughs> yeah. A social whirl of gigs. Social whirl, you know. Yeah, it's been tremendous. And we've seen some uh, really tremendous bands the last three yeah, months. Yeah, I, I think so. I think uh, uh, every time we do a podcast, we seem to say... I've just seen the best gig I've ever seen. And, mm, um, mm-hmm. and it's great that at our age we can still be excited by rock and roll. Well, we have. And, we have uh, both seen uh, the best gig we've ever seen. And yeah. we'll tell you more about that later. Well, we can do that now. Let's, let's talk about the best gig we've ever seen. And I, and I would say that was um, the Flesh Tones. Supported by? The Witch Doctors. Now, what kind of a gig was that? That was just amazing. Oh, it, it was, wasn't it? You know, I mean... Uh, at, oh, there's also the Dorellas played, and, yeah. um, but that was at the Camden Underworld. Yeah, not not brilliantly attended. No, it was a sort of early. Was it a Tuesday night? Wasn't it? It's a Tuesday night. You know, there wasn't many people there, unfortunately. Which was a, sort of felt a little bit sorry for the Flesh Tones because they put so much into the show. <sighs> and you'd like to see a bigger crowd there. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was that was a really great gig, and yeah. I, I, I was just enthralled by. The whole night, really. I mean, the Witch Doctors came on and they played their fantastic sort of uh, southern rockabilly punk garage. Yeah. And um, is that a new genre? Is it? It's a new genre. You make it up these genres, yeah, especially made for <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> southern fried yeah. rock and roll garage. Yeah, from Epsom. From Epsom. Yeah. <laughs> southern London. Right? That's yeah. right. Uh, yeah, it's, it is a bit south of the border, Epsom. Yeah. <laughs> The deep south. Yeah, well, they ride horses over there, don't yeah, they? they do, you know, yeah. there you go. Yeah, Enough it. said. Yeah. So, um, but uh, what a great band they are live. Well, we, we've already said that they're one of the greatest bands we've seen. You had them, then the Drellers came on, and then you had the Flesh Tones. And, and the funny thing is, is that when we first met, we talked about the Flesh Tones, saying that they're, along with the Liars, were like two of our favourite sort of American and bands. And we'd never seen them. And we'd never seen them play live, no, either of neither us. Neither of us have seen them play live, ever. Yeah, so that was our first ever Flesh Tones gig. Yeah. And... and were we disappointed? No. no it was way. amazing. I mean, I mean, it was a truly stupendous gig. Anyway, I expected them to be good, you know, because you hear so many great reviews and you see bits of them on YouTube or the movie they did, mm. Pardon Us for Living, which was a great film. Um, but, you know, they're not getting any younger. They've been going a long while. You know, they were playing in CBGBs in, like, what, late 77, yeah. I guess, you know. Mm. And, um, and you wonder how they can still maintain that, those levels of energy. I mean, I was exhausted watching them and dancing and jumping around at the front, but, God, I mean, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, it's just a blur. And they didn't stop, did they? We realised there was not one break in the music until the encore, really. There was no. just a, there was always something going on, whether it's a drumbeat, whether it's feedback. It was just a full-on and assault. And for a photographer, it was just a dream, a dream yeah. gig for a photographer, because yeah. it's just... Action, action all the way. I think you've got some of the best photos I've seen from recent years. Well, I tell you what, when you get a band like that, they do it because they love doing it. 
they just want to please you, you know, they want to please mm. the fans, they want to want to throw a few poses for the photographers, but it's it's great that everything comes really so naturally to them. Yeah. And uh with with the strength in depth of all their songs, yeah. plus their plus the visual aspect, I mean yeah. you couldn't go wrong with that kick no. really, could you? No. It was I just mean, fantastic. That's gonna be pretty much Difficult to beat that. I think so. Everybody come away smiling, didn't they? In and, great mood. And of course, after after uh, my pictures and your piece came uh, out on your retro man on the blog, I got a fantastic email from Peter mm. saying, "Well, thank you very much. You know, we yeah. were just happy to play the gig, and it was yeah. the email was so self-effacing. It was wonderful. Yeah, it was nice to, to get that, wasn't it? They, really, they really. seemed to be really genuinely nice guys as well. Which, oh, they were. Which does they were help, lovely you know. because yeah. I photographed them backstage and had had a chat to them, and uh, they were they were really lovely blokes. And you picked out your favourite Flesh Tones track, mm. "Back to School." School. Great track from the Take a Good Look album. That was such a superb gig, and uh, I, you know, I mean, I just can't say enough about how great it was no. to be there and uh, just experience what a great band they are, and yeah. uh, also to uh, to hear from them afterwards. It was that was superb. Mm. So we'll be in touch, and uh, we can't wait to see you guys again. Quite honestly, yeah, that was great, and yeah, definitely please check out the. The, the review and the feature on the gig because there's some great photos of, of Paul's from from the show backstage and on stage and off stage and jumping around on the stage and in <laughs> midair. <laughs> oh, so superb. some great pictures. So oh, I had a great night. Check out the blog. And then we had another good gig, didn't we? Which was um, the captain's birthday. Sixtieth birthday, Captain yep. Sensible. I remember when he was a young stripling. Yeah. <laughs> you know, back playing at the Marquee, 1977, yeah. and uh, there he is, 60, an old man now. Yeah, uh, not quite as old though. as me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, still looking pretty uh, dapper. 
Yeah. Him and Vanian, you know, can still knock it out. Yeah, that was good, wasn't it? And they had a good line because I had TV Smith um, and they had the Ruts DC. Mm-hmm. They also had Johnny Moped and um, Tempo Tudor, but I was in the pineapple having a few real ales during their, their set, so I didn't review <laughs> them. But um, I made it up there just in time to see TV Smith, who had a great, uh, a good set. And then we had the Damned. And it was just packed, wasn't it? It was dangerously packed. It was, it was. The forum was as packed as I'd ever seen it. And it, yeah. it took me, it must have taken me an hour to get from the, yeah. the bar at the back down to the front because everybody kept saying, Hey, Slats. Yeah. Hey, nice to see you. Yeah. Uh, hey, Slats, Slats. I, I mean, I ran into so many people I, I knew. Yeah. And that I'd run into in the music business over the last 35 years. It was yeah. incredible. Yeah. It took me an hour to get yeah. down to the front of the stage. Well, I gave up in the end. Oh. I'm glad you were down in the photo pit because I just couldn't get to the front. I gave up, you know. But the Damned put, pulled it right off, didn't they? Yeah, they played a good set. I thought they did they? a fantastic set. Yeah, yeah. They did a, they did a good selection of, um, of of tracks, mainly from sort of Black Album, Machine Gun Etiquette and a couple of the great old classics and... Um, uh, and they, I said, you know, it, it, Captain Sensible looked fantastic, didn't he? He still looked great. And um, you've picked a track here which, you know, uh, at first I was thinking, oh, God, you know, it's a bit of a, an obvious choice but because we do tend to go for the more obscure tracks. But, but then I thought, no, why not? You know, you're right. This was the song that they played on the night that probably summed it all up and all the balloons came down and it was a bit corny, it was fun. But yeah, sod it. Let's play it. Let's smash it up.
future we're looking to the future now we're going to have all these 70 and 80 year old <laughs> guitarists <laughs> yeah. well it's Charlie Harper's 70th birthday this year isn't it that's right people yeah. wouldn't believe Charlie, it Charlie yeah, Harper's that's, still, that's, that's still doing great, it and still yeah. playing I mean I think that the UK subs have probably got one of their best lineups at the moment they're, 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 they're can't wait to go and fantastic. see them again yeah, actually be great because yeah. the last gig we saw was when well, last year was was, was superb yeah 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 absolutely yeah, superb and i hadn't seen them for 30 years and yeah. they were better than ever that's right because you and photographed them for some of their early out, uh, single covers that's you? right warhead and all the warhead like that, you know. got my pictures on that and the damned you did um, you didn't see the damned in the very early days, did you? But you photographed them. Didn't I saw them just before they got before Lou Edmonds joined, and then I actually went down to Rockfield Studios and did some photographs for uh, of the damned for a piece in Sounds magazine while they were mm. recording the um, the Black Album, yeah. and then later on after they re-released that black album in cd form uh, they use some of my pictures in the in the packaging oh yeah you've got some great photos yeah i've got some great pictures the, of the, the captain side. yeah i've got <laughs> pictures of the captain uh riding a horse backwards yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as you yeah. want to do yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i think we're gonna have to do like a little feature on the blog of like a, a then and now we'll have to try and dig i know we've, we've, we're going to touch on this later with with billy childish but we, we, i think we'll have to do that where we'll get like the first picture you took of a band mm. And then do one of them now, like, you know, because you've met up again with so many people that you did photograph in the old days, like the adverts, like the UK subs, mm. like Wilco Johnson, that it'd be nice to get, like, one of your very early photos from, say, the 70s, and then them put them next to one of the photos, the, the more recent pictures. I think there's a, there's probably a book in it for you there, you know? Mm. Before and after. You. Yeah. <laughs> that was a clash book, wasn't it? Penny or Smith's. before and dead. Before. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> Thing is not uh, they're oh, still hanging on a lot a of few, them there's a few that have, uh, that have rested in peace but yeah, uh, normally just after you've had a drink with them <laughs> Bon Scott Phil Linnett <laughs> Joe Strummer I mean <laughs> I'm a bit worried about having a beer with you at the moment you know I might <laughs> Oh, you can go on the water, Steve. Yeah, you know? bloody hell, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Might be our last podcast. You know? <laughs> but that was a great night, and uh, thanks to I've got to say thanks to Lee from the Ruts for for sorting us out for that. And um, and the Ruts did a great gig, and they did, didn't they? Yeah, they yeah. played after the, they came on after the jam, which is yeah. a difficult thing to do, but uh, played an excellent gig. Yeah. And next up, here we went to see a band uh, again, which I've liked for for many years. Uh, that was the Fuzz Tones. And I first saw them back in the uh, mid '80s, uh, supporting the uh, the Damned, and they were around that time of that Paisley Underground era. I think them, and when the Damned did the Nas Nomad album of like '60s covers, you know, that got me looking back into all the old garage stuff of the of the '60s and uh, Lenny Kay's Nuggets. And of course, the Fuzz Tones used to pick out a lot of those great tracks that we played, you know, Sonic songs and uh, the Haunted One Two Five, which is one of our favourites. And, and so finally they, they came back to the UK and they haven't played here. Like the Flesh Tones, they very rarely play in the, in the UK. And then we saw them and they were, it was a good warm up. We had um, the Go Go Colt from Reading and then we had Pussycat and the, the Dirty Johnson. The Men from the Reading. Men from Reading. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Although they ruined it a little bit because, as I said in the blog piece, you know, they, they all were wearing the masks and the stripy jerseys and they looked like something out of the, the Green Hornet or one of these yeah. Marvel comics. And then. 
then they actually came on stage afterwards and had to clear all their own equipment back without the masks on. And it ruined. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I, there you go. And I said, I, I wasn't I, looking. No, I said to them, I said, you should employ some some sort of henchmen to do all that for you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then Pussycat and the Dirty Johnsons were were fantastic. Were excellent. Yeah, they were really good, weren't they? She's so uh, tiny. She is. And it looks huge on stage, but uh, <laughs> is uh, tiny. But uh, they put on a great show. It's little and large. Yeah. It was fantastic, wasn't it? It was really fantastic. And she was uh, sort of crazy, wasn't she? He's a demon guitarist, isn't he? Oh, good band, really powerful. Oh, bloody yeah. hell. Fantastic. Yeah. Because after that build-up, there was a mm. massive, massive wait for the Fuzz Tones, and they didn't have a DJ. A lot of people would like to see a band like the Fuzz Tones. Yeah. But how are you going to get home if a band comes on at 11.30... I mean, I only had to, I could only stay for half an hour because I had to get my last train home. Oh, me too. I mean, I did the review and I had to miss half of it because I didn't. I didn't know what the so I couldn't review the ending. I didn't know what encores they played because I had to go home. It was a shame in a way because the two support bands were, were really good and they built up a really good atmosphere, didn't they? And then it all got all a bit flat. Yeah, People were starting I, to get annoyed and I, angry. And I thought the the Fustos should have come on straight after. Yeah. And built Pussycat on and the Johnsons, and yeah. uh, they would have been riding on their wave. Yeah, because yeah. Pussycat and the Johnsons really put on a great gig. Yeah, and I thought, well, the crowd were really up for it then. Yeah, some people had actually had to go. Yeah, early and actually missed the gig, and there wasn't. I know a lot of people around us weren't happy. But when they came on, they were good. Yeah, luckily. <laughs> <laughs> no, it took a bit of a while for them to win over the crowd. But it they, did. They did, and um, they played a, a great set of work, what we saw of it. And um, again, you got some great photos of them. So let's play our pick of the fuzz tones, and I think we're going to go for "Got to Get Some." Gotta get some. Yeah, baby. In a class, wait for time to pass away well, behind some girl Getting mad at the world and when I'm out for the day I miss a chick on the way and sit If your feet come alive with me When I get too close and the feeling comes over me Gotta get some On the beach when it's just out of reach All the girls gather around, you know they're digging my Get some. Wow! 
And that was the Fuzz Toes and Gotta Get Some. And you've been busy with the Oasis Definitely Maybe reissues. Uh, probably the, uh, the highlight was the big exhibition Chasing the Sun 93 to 97, uh, which we went along to the opening night, which was uh, pretty good. A good fun opening night, wasn't it, party? Well, and um, well, tell us about the, how you got involved with that exhibition. Well, the, uh, I was asked to contribute some photographs to the Definitely Maybe uh, re-release package. And then it was mooted that all the contributing photographers would, would take part in um, a photo exhibition which was put together by the photographer Lawrence Watson very ably. Thank you very much, Lawrence. And uh, put on at uh, Gallery over in Hoxton. Well, it was packed. It was absolutely packed. It was wild. Couldn't move, could you? It was wild. What a great night. I mean, yeah. it was a proper rock and roll night. Yeah. And to top it all, the drink was unlimited, yeah. virtually. Everybody was having a whale of a time. There's a great sound system going on. Yeah. There was uh, all kinds of para- Oasis paraphernalia that you could yeah. see. There was a mock-up. Yeah. Of Bonehead's front room, yeah. which is the front cover of Definitely Maybe, where everybody was posing yeah. up. <laughs> that right. was fantastic. Like the band. That was, <laughs> it was that great, was wasn't it? It was brilliant, wasn't it? If you imagine the, the, the cover of Definitely Maybe, yeah. you've got the, 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 the sitting room. That was actually... Was In that 3D. And that was Bonehead's... That was Bonehead's front room, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could actually go and have your photo taken sitting in the... Yeah, posing in the chair. In the, in the chair, yeah, or like on the cover. It and was, it was brilliant. It was absolutely fun, brilliant. It? it was a fantastic job. Yeah, I think that was one of the best photo exhibitions. Yeah, it was. It was a great exhibition. Yeah. And blow me, who should walk in but Bonehead and Liam. Yeah. And I hadn't seen... I'd seen Bonehead fairly recently, but I hadn't seen Liam for about 20 years. Yeah. And he walked straight up to me and said, Slattery... I haven't seen you. Where have you been? Yeah. Gave me a big kiss yeah. and put his arms around me. I thought it was amazing. Yeah. It was really. It was actually really good and quite. Uh, it was. It was. It was great to see him again. Actually, yeah. after all these years, because well, I, uh, I captured that kiss for posterity, didn't I? Oh, so I managed to get a nice picture of you and, and, and Liam and Bonehead and uh, and their brother Paul Gallagher was there. Paul was there too. Um, yeah. So I've got a li- nice photo of, of all of you together, which again you can see on the blog. Um, I haven't published the one of you and Liam kissing, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd save that for the news of the world. Yeah, might, yeah right. You don't give it away. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I might make some money finally out of it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was a, it was a good exhibition, and then um, uh, and then you've you've had your photos in this excellent reissue, the box set of definitely maybe. Yeah, they come out in that, and the excellent yeah. uh, reissue, which uh, contains a lot of um, demo tracks which are well worth listening to. Uh, even if you're not a huge Oasis fan, um, I think uh, there's some good stuff, some good early stuff of uh, Oasis mm. to listen to, uh, and stuff that uh, sounds very vibrant and very much like they sounded back in, you yeah. know, in the small venues yeah. that they played back in 94. The first time you met them was in Eden Studios when they were doing the first demos, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, March 94. Yeah. And mm. then, um, you know, I, I know I've heard some of those demos and it, it's fantastic because I'm not a big fan of Oasis. I like the first album, but for me, that was it. But when you listen mm. to those early demos or hear how raw and exciting they were, you know, you can sort of see why there was a buzz about them, you know. They were just a great band because uh, you had Liam... Liam had uh, just a fantastic voice, and uh, Noel was just driving everything. Mm. It was Noel's. I mean, Liam and Tony and Bonehead got the band together, and uh, 
you know, after Noel came in, he became the driving force, mm. and uh, he had, he clearly had a vision which the others didn't. Yeah. And uh, he had the songs as well, (laughs) (laughs) which helped. Yeah. And uh, as I say, the rest is history. Yeah. Well, it was nice that Liam turned up to that. It was. It was really nice to see Liam. Yeah. You know, I've always had a soft spot for Liam. Yeah. I suppose, in a way, you're like reminding him of those really exciting early days of when they were very first in the band before they become famous, and and the fact that you were probably more rock and roll than Oasis put together. <laughs> Certainly, and don't forget, in all good bookshops is your your great book of um, of Oasis, the early years. Uh, no, oh, a year on the road. A year on the road. Yeah, sorry, that's the Smiths is the early years. Your book, isn't it? The Smiths is the early yeah. years. The uh, Oasis book is a year on the road, or as I should have called it, uh, how I survived a year on the road. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and you were quite clever because you took. It's normally you're not really sort of worried about merchandise or things like that, but you took a, a box of books and, and they went like that, didn't they? They did. I you took. Know, you saw... I took a box of books to that exhibition, and they they went like. Yeah, and I suppose we've got to mention Brian and Fernanda, who um, we met at the exhibition. Brian uh, is uh, from Austin. Uh, from Austin, he's a he's a he's a super duper uh, Oasis fan. One of their number one fans. And his Mexican girlfriend. And his Mexican girlfriend, Fernanda. What a lovely couple. Yeah. We met them. I signed a book for them and... uh, Got to say hello to them. We will. And hope to see them again. And another band that you saw for the first time recently that I've been raving about for a while is Eight Rounds Rapid from Southend. And you saw them at the 100 Club. Fantastic band. They do have Wilco Johnson's son on guitar, Simon. And, of course, you photographed Wilco and Dr. Feelgood. That was the first band that you ever photographed, as we've spoken about on the pod before. And there you are photographing in his son <laughs> who as you said is a bit of a chip off the old block 39 years later <laughs> 39 years later you went to see eight rounds rapid at throwaway in south end yeah well i put them on um last year with um tv smith and i had them as support and in, wilco came along to that that's right and it was really really lovely to, to see a picture of you and wilco yeah with a nice picture especially yeah. with him and tv smith and mm. and he was there to to watch um watch his son's band and there's no getting away from it he, they, they are um you know they're, they're different but they, they do have shades of uh, simon's a chip off the old block isn't yeah, he he's a great guitarist isn't he he is a great guitarist yeah. no question yeah. about it he's got that he's got that similar style i mean obviously his dad's taught him to play that <clears throat> plectrum free style which is very mm. difficult i love i love wilco and simon certainly um got his dad's genes when it comes to knowing how to play the guitar he's also got the genes in the way he walks across the stage yeah as well. yeah he does he's he, he's 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 great um, don't don't get me wrong he's not a co- i don't think he's a dad copyist or anything but mm. Um, he's he's certainly got it. Yeah, no, I mean as a band, I mean they they're certainly very uh, individual, you know. And I know they've been getting some good press with a new album uh, that's been been released, Lost Leader, and that's been getting some good write ups. Well, I thought I, I thought they were excellent live. I mean they were they they blew me away quite honestly. Mm. I thought they were really powerful. Mm. Don't let up for a moment. Mm. Don't play any ballads. No. I mean, it's proper rock and roll all the way yeah. through. Probably, ironically, I'm going to pick the one song that does sound a bit like Dr. Feelgood, but then why not? It's bloody great. Let's hear My Mate from Eight Rounds Rapid.
a great track by Eight Rounds Rapid from their new album Lost Leader called My Mate. I like that. My Mate's a bit tight, but he's all right. I think we all know someone like that, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it was, a, it was a superb gig. And after the gig, I went backstage and uh, just had to talk to Simon and just tell him what a great gig it was. And then we we had a nice little trip down to the Medway, didn't we? Um, when we interviewed Glenn Page from the Lem Prize 3 and Jamie O'Hara, the writer of the new movie Pub Monkey, and which is finally almost ready to be released. Um, we had a, a nice interview with uh, Jamie and Glenn, which is out on our Retrosonic uh, podcast special episode now. You can download that from our SoundCloud site. Uh, and that was great, wasn't it? Because it was so nice to, to finally go and see the movie. And we went along to the very, very first screening at the uh, BFI or the NFT or the mm-hmm. MFI or whatever it's called. <laughs> you know, uh, And that was really nice, wasn't it? That was excellent. Yeah. It was nice to be part of that and to see the finished pro- the finished film for the first time. Well, of course, it had been three years in the making, and um, everybody had done virtually everything for free. The actors worked for free. Glenn from the Lem Price Three and Neil and Steve had all from the Lem Price Three had all worked tirelessly on the soundtrack, and I think Neil had done some of the sound mixing. Well, most of it was Jamie's family, wasn't it? It was. A lot of it was Jamie's family because Jamie wrote it because they'd filmed some of the film three years ago people hadn't seen it that's right people hadn't seen it it was the first time all the members of the cast yeah. had actually seen the film all yeah. spliced together yeah and so they were all man. they were all as amazed as us yeah. actually yeah, yeah. and uh, the reaction was was actually really superb yeah and uh, it just goes to show what what you could do for virtually yeah. nothing if you've yeah. got the will and the and, and the incredible donation of time mm. by so many people i mean we know i suppose we're used to sort of bands doing things themselves we're used to like our podcasts like the blog everything's diy do it yourself but for me i could never equate someone doing a movie mm. <laughs> it's just like mm-hmm. it's, it's unbelievable well me, you've you really know. got to have a vision oh unbelievable you've got to have an incredible vision to do that and i think uh i was i was truly amazed by everything and yeah. uh, well i was astounded by it. the quality of the acting and the quality yes. of the photography i thought oh. was was really yeah. really excellent yeah and of course it was great to meet all the you know the members of the cast and the band yeah. um at the doggett's coat and badge uh, a few beers afterwards uh, afterwards and uh, you know over a few beers we were chatting about the film and yeah. um how they'd made it and it was it yeah. was all fascinating stuff really yeah. well I, I i think the film was was superb quite honestly and very uh, violent <laughs> a bit of violence in there here Lots and there swearing. a bit of swearing yes <laughs> bit of drinking yeah but a superb soundtrack oh yeah they did a fantastic job the Lem Price 3 it did a fantastic job yeah. for such a live visual energetic band for them to sort of change tack and actually get involved with a with a score and actually scoring the movie along absolutely actually you know, to see clever. the movie I mean Glenn actually had to see the movie and mm. uh, and write some incidental music as well mm. so that was that was a new thing for him yeah. and uh, yeah fair play to the band and uh, fair play to everybody involved for such yeah. a it's such an incredible achievement yeah and of course Jamie was actually one of the stars of the film as well he had his first acting role and he's yeah. uh, he plays a psychopathic debt collector <laughs> very well <laughs> I was a bit nervous about going up to him afterwards yeah. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. So um, do recommend listening to our mm. Pub Monkey podcast, um, where mm. Jamie and Glenn talk about the making of the movie, and there's also some exclusive Lem Price Three music from the film, which has not been released or heard yet. So uh, recommend you uh, checking that one out. Mm. And also, when we were down in the Medway, we were we went along to visit Billy Childish in his uh, Chatham Dockyard studio, and we interviewed him for our upcoming podcast, which is going to be released any day now. Um, which is a really fascinating uh, chat to Billy about all his career and various guises of and lineups along the way. It was funny because you've been uh, photographing Billy for thirty. 30 odd years but then we realised that uh, you'd actually been photographing him for 37 years but you didn't even know you'd been photographing him for that long so tell us the story behind your uh, recent meeting with Billy yeah well that was that was quite an interesting story I, I, I mean I'd been in touch I've known Billy since I first took photographs of him in, of him in the milkshakes in 83 mm. which is uh, 31 years ago and I've photographed virtually all his bands since then. So that's uh, and I've photographed him uh, when he started doing art and uh, his art exhibitions. And so that's basically thirty years of photographing Billy Childish. And then uh, just this year, I got an email from Billy saying, "Paul, did you take this picture? Because I'm in it." Now I, it was a picture of the Sex Pistols with this young bloke trying to scream into the mic. Yeah. It was the Sex Pistols gig at Brunel University in Uxbridge in December 1977. And that young kid singing into the mic is Billy Childish. <laughs> well, blow yeah. me, Billy saw that picture somewhere online. And uh, when we went down to the Medway, I took him a, a, a really nice print of it, yeah, which I swapped for a Billy Childish print. It's nice, isn't it? And it's, it's funny because you can... I've seen the print, and um, you'll be able to see this also on the blog soon. You know, we're, we're going to publish this, the, the the photo that you took of the Sex Pistols, and you can see Billy right at the front of the stage, this young, Amazing. peroxide-haired punk screaming into the microphone mm. as Johnny Rotten standing above him. Uh, and it, it, it's fantastic little bit of history, isn't it? And it for, is. for Billy was so chuffed, because there he is at the Sex Pistols gig, right at the front. And you've captured him, and of course you didn't at the time, you had no idea who he was or what he was going to become. Absolutely. <laughs> Complete coincidence. I should have looked at the picture more closely and I would realise, I would have recognised Billy, but I'd never really thought about. No, it didn't. never really occurred gonna, to me. You're not going to think about that. I never, never thought, hmm, is that Billy Childish? No. The Billy Childish podcast is um, probably going to be out before this, actually. So uh, look out on the SoundCloud site for that. It's, it's a really great interview with Billy. We interview him while he's painting a huge canvas in his studio. Studio. and um, he talks us through his philosophy on music and picks out some of his favourite songs and we pick an, uh, a selection of our favourite songs of his lineups as well and get him to talk about them uh, and it, it was uh, it was good fun wasn't it? it was a good uh, a, a good day out very illuminating yeah it was indeed so um, thanks to Billy and Steve from L13 Studio and um, I said it was a great uh, a great day and, and we're going to pick a track which is uh, a little bit of a different one. It's uh, not necessarily one of his uh, lineups. It's a band called um, the Shall I Say Qua, which is members of the Head Coatees, isn't it? Well, there's Kira and Ludella yeah. from the Head Coatees, and uh, Julie or Nurse Julie from the members of the British Empire, who are now the um, Shall I Say, shall I say, say Qua? qua. <laughs> Shall I say it right or wrong? <laughs> Can I say it? All? But uh, this is a this is a great. And you you played this track when we were going down 
driving down to Medway, we were, we were playing Billy songs and we were singing along, and, and um, you played this, and I thought this was a great track. Um, so let's hear it. This is um, the Shall I Say Quoi, and it's hard to be happy. One band that I've been meaning to play for a while that uh, probably taking that Medway milkshakes rock and roll tradition is uh, a great uh, outfit called the Teamsters from North London. They're a sort of band that contacted me through the blog and I I just thought they were fantastic. You know, I thought this was really going back to the early milkshakes, rock and roll, Mersey Beat, sort of Beatles, Hamburg era stuff, you know, but just really great enthusiastic sort of uh, sound, you know, and um, I loved it. And this is uh, a track from their... EP on Moody Monkey Records called Play Along with the Teamsters and this is called Girl How Could You?
our next Retro Man blog night is going to be July the 18th, you know, and that's going to be at the Half Moon Putney. And we've got um, the Witch Doctors, uh, the Super Mink 70, and King Slime in the Cumberland 3. Um, well, I know the Witch Doctors, and yeah. they're, they're great, and Super Minks excellent band uh, but I've never seen King Salami but you keep telling me that they're absolutely superb live you'll love them yeah advanced tickets are £8 that's a bargain and £10 on the door and I think um, come along it's going to be a fantastic night of, of rock and roll and, uh, and the Witch Doctors well enough said uh, they're, they're a superb live band so here's a, here's a taster we're going to play a track from each of the three bands um, that we've got on the bill to whet your appetite and which one have you chosen from the Witch Doctors I have chosen Knock me back. and Knock Me Back from their great $3 Hooker album which is um, one of those albums you've just got to own every track on there is fantastic isn't it you know, it is great you know, um, it's, great it's, slice of southern rock from yeah. Epsom no Mississippi <laughs> Epsom Mississippi yeah, yeah that's right yeah. <laughs> but they're fantastic that's a great driving record isn't it you know it you put is. it on in the car when you're going down the well I just drove up north a few days ago and uh, had that on I had yeah. all the witch doctors on and it's just Helps drive better, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. Your old um, Honda Jazz becomes a, a Cadillac, doesn't it? <laughs> <Suddenly> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you're not driving well, my down... my Nissan the, Sunny, rather. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You're not going down the A4 to Brentford. You're actually down the old... <laughs> 
Highway 66, you yeah. know, you just, it's a great, you know, you've got to have the top down, your window open, your Jack Daniels and your fag and your... Uh, That's you right, know. yeah. Route 66 through Tucumcari, Arizona, rather yeah. than uh, yeah. the M4 elevated through <laughs> Brentford, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you great. go. And if that's not enough, we're going to have King Salami in the Cumberland 3. Well, you keep talking about King Salami, Steve, but I haven't seen them yet. Oh, so you're going to hear them now. Okay. And you're going to shake it wild. King Salami and the Cumberland Three and Shake It Wild from their 14 Blazing Bangers album. Uh, you can see where they're going with their sausage-based puns, can't you? But a uh, great track and um, fantastic band, and I can't wait to, to see them next week. I can't wait either, Steve. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure you're going to enjoy them. I'm if sure you don't, I will. I'll give you your money back. Thank you. <laughs> Hang on, you're on the guest list. <laughs> <laughs> but, but completing the lineup is. Um, uh, Super Mix 70 and uh, the lead singer-songwriter Paul Osborne's a good friend of ours, one of the regulars at the 12 Bar. And they have also started up a, a club night in Wimbledon called the Buzz Club. Um, and they've had the Fawn and Leaves play and uh, they do this, I think it's every two or three months um, down in Wimbledon. Uh, good idea, you know, I know we're trying to get some a scene going now down in South and Southwest London again to reclaim that area of London and it's great that people like Paul are, are sort of starting up um, clubs. And also Albert Cummings is, is doing some club nights in Putney as well. Um, more of a look, sort of like an invite-only club night. But great for Albert and Paul to, to be getting out there and, and starting up these nights. I think it's really important to to get some live music down 
south and southwest London again, isn't it? As we've talked about many times, that the scene which has been devastated, all the venues have gone. Yeah, great, great stuff from from Paul and Albert. And uh, here's a track from the Super Mink Seventy, which is recorded at the Buzz Club. Uh, it's a live track, and it's called "What Would You Change." That was a Supermink 70, and what would you change? So you can see all three of those bands at the Half Moon in Putney next Friday, July the 18th. So uh, come along, we look forward to seeing you there. And one of our strange coincidences that I was over on holiday recently in the south of France and having a break from music for a while, just no computers, no bands, no music, nothing. Lovely break, and I just happened to bump into Tommy, the drummer from Swedish band Stupidity, just completely by coincidence. It's fate, Steve. It is, isn't it? Because especially I've been meaning to play them on the podcast for a while as well. But the complete coincidence bumped into Tommy and uh, he's such a great guy. And I met him and his wife, Eva, and we uh, shot off and had a few beers in Nice and uh, had a great time. Um, but the funny thing was, is it's more of a coincidence because I've been talking um, at the Flesh Tones 
Stupidity and Tommy, they're, they're big friends with the Flesh Tones and um, especially Keith. And when we saw the Flesh Tones, I, I mentioned to Keith briefly that um, we've got a mutual friend and a, the band Stupidity. And he, he said, yeah, great band, you know, great guys. And um, lo and behold, like a couple of weeks later, I bump into Tommy in, in Neatable Places. And uh, But great. And it is a track from them, which actually, to complete the coincidence, this features Keith from the Flesh Tones. And it's a track from um, their album Move. And it's called He's Coming. Uh, stupidity with he's coming and that features keith from the flesh tones on guitar and that's from their album move and a great uh, a great track and you, you can sense their influences excellent. there with stupidity we're all linking back to dr feelgood to the mm. flesh tones and uh, excellent band and um i think they played over here at the 12 bar and the dirty water club before hopefully they're going to come over again and uh, i can't wait to see them play Absolutely, they sound yeah. like a right old good Swedish rock band. Yeah, I think you're going to like them as well. I'm looking forward to seeing them play. I haven't seen them before, I haven't seen them play live, but I can't wait. And um, keeping on the Swedish theme, we've got um, some great news is that Ebert from Ebert Lundberg from the Soundtrack of Our Lives is, is uh, back with a bang and a great new EP called the Homo Futurus EP. Must be weird. It's weird in a good way <laughs> as ever it is yeah and um here's a track from the ep this is called backdrop people
Ebert Lundberg, um, ex of the soundtrack of our lives, and uh, a great track from his new EP, Homo Futurus. Um, I said the backing band is, uh, is Side Effects, who are an excellent um, psychedelic band in their own right. Uh, it's a great track from Ebert, isn't it? I mean, it's still got strands of the old soundtrack sound. Ebert's um, got a great voice. Yeah, I know. I love it's his my voice. Favorite, probably my favourite singer, I think. Yeah, he's, he's such a great uh, He's vocalist. got a great tonal range, Ebert. Yeah. And uh, you, you can just you can just feel all the the warmth coming out of his voice. I love yeah. the way he sings. Yeah, fantastic. And he's playing live in Sweden at the moment, uh, touring with Side Effects and getting some great reviews. And uh, it's nice to see him back on, on stage and um, giving up his life as a, a, a TV celebrity, as we've talked about in the past. You know, and uh, he's been famous in uh, as for taking part in this uh, reality musicians type program. And well, there's so many. There's nice so for him many, to get back. There's so many absolutely brilliant musicians in in sweden yeah who get um very little publicity in this country and it's a real mm. pity because they they are really great yeah you're right and um so we've championed soundtrack of our lives for many years on the blog in fact the blog was originally 
set up just to look to really write about soundtrack of our lives. I mean, Retro Man comes from my favourite song, soundtrack of our lives track. You know, uh, it doesn't come from the fact that I'm a miserable, nostalgic, retro-looking bastard or anything. It's just Aren't it's you? my favourite oh. song. Oh, that's <laughs> what I thought it was all about. Actually. I didn't know it was anything to do with soundtracks. I thought it was just you. That's what people it's think. Like you know? Misery gut Steve <laughs> retro. retro you know, uh, yeah, that's you know because yeah. you you spend all your spare time. You know, going to independent <laughs> record shops, don't you, Steve? You know, going, mm, mm, good old I can't days, afford good old that, that's yeah. far too expensive, I'm far too miserable now. <laughs> ah, you see, now I've broken that myth, you see, it actually was based around my soundtrack song. And that's how my very first blog piece was about the soundtrack of our lives, and um, then, well... You know, it's all blown up from there, isn't it? You've taken some fantastic photos of Soundtrack as well over the, the past couple of years, before, before before they split up, sorry, you know, and... Um... Well, you know, you couldn't help but get a good picture of them. Probably the Soundtracks are probably one of the greatest live bands I've ever seen in my life. Big old Ebert is, I mean, he's big, but he's got, he's big on charisma too, and, and the rest of the band... Yeah. Just probably one of the most charismatic bands I've ever seen. There's not one member of that yeah. band who doesn't have a good dollop of charisma about them. And yeah. uh, six together was just, uh, you know, mind-blowing, really, watching them yeah. play live. But uh, great to hear Ebert back on the boards again. Yeah. And um, love to see him over here. Well, let's hope he comes over to the UK sometime soon. And um, we, it would be a dream come true if he was to come over here and play. And uh, But it's a real tribute coming from you when you think about some of the bands that you've photographed mm. over the years um, that you hold soundtrack in such high esteem you know but I think you're right aren't they they are a photographer's dream They're, like we're talking about the witch doctors and the mm. flesh tones and there's some bands just make it easier to photograph because they're, they're so visual you know and they and they and they know what it's all about you know? we can dedicate that as well to Hasse and, and Lisa Lott uh, our great friends over in Sweden and um, uh, yeah great it's a great track and uh, so pleased to be able to play a fantastic Ebert Lundberg solo record and not have to worry about the soundtrack of our lives anymore you know it's uh, it's great stuff and we had um, a couple of great gigs uh, for the Retro Man blog nights didn't we? we had the monochrome set and the Fallen Leaves which was a, a really good uh, good lineup, and that went down really well didn't it, it that was, was a uh, superb lineup. they yeah. they went really well together and it's the yeah. first time I'd ever seen the monochrome set and oh, I right, was okay. um, yeah. I they they were slightly more eclectic mm. than the uh, normal uh rock and roll bands I go and see and um, excellent yeah they played the well didn't was they? excellent and, and they're right. a very charismatic band too for a band that aren't so visual to say the flesh tones nonetheless they have a great deal of charisma some great songs and some uh, and, and wonderful performance and then our last um, Retro Man blog night was with uh, Graham Day and the Forefathers the Galileo 7 and the Lem Price 3 which is our Midway special and I was saying that it's funny, if you remember listening back to one of our very first podcasts, I mean, me, you and Adam are big fans of Graham Day. Um, at the time, he, he he wasn't playing music at all. He disappeared off the face of, of, of the musical landscape, hadn't he? And we were bemoaning in one of the episodes, I can't remember which one it was now, but if you listen back and we were saying, what happened to him? Why isn't he out playing? He should be out there playing again. And then lo and behold, a couple of years later, we're actually managing to put on a gig for him, which was, a, for me as a fan, was was a dream come true. And it was um, a really special evening for me to be able to do that and put on the gig. And I'm still getting messages from people that enjoyed it. And um, I, I don't think I've ever had such a fantastic feedback from people. And, uh, wow, it was, it was wild. It was wild, no. I was, was bruised and battered at the end I of the was, it was like a punk gig from 77. <laughs> he was getting... There was, there was these... Uh, 
It was his ex-prisoners fans who were probably slim, sylph-like little things. Um, <laughs> In yeah. the mid-80s. Yeah, 20 years ago, yeah. all the way about 15 stone now, yeah. all jumping on me. Mm. It wasn't nice, I tell you. I was having to fend them off <laughs> with both hands and take photos at the same time. Off, off, yeah, I well, was I, mean, I, I had like... Palming off, I was feeling like a rugby player. I was palming off with the right hand and trying to take pictures with the left hand. But yeah. uh, I mean, I had it was like a great night. Bruised ribs on the monitors, which oh. I haven't had for, for, for ages, you know, but um, fantastic, you know. And it was, as I said, I'd just like to, to say thanks to everyone that, that, that really took the time to, to write in uh, about the gig. You know, it means a lot to me and I know you as well because we do this for... For nothing, we do it because we're fans, and um, that gig really seemed to, to to hit the right chord with people, you know. And um, mm. I think the band seemed to rise to the occasion, and they seemed to be happy. Uh, Alan Crockford, who plays in the Forefathers and the Prisoners, and James Taylor Quartet, and that, and he opened up the the show with his own band, Galileo Seven, who who are great, aren't they? You know, they're they're a really good band in their own right. So I think they came over really well. The swirly organ, exactly. can't beat it. No, and. Uh, and talking of it, we're going to play a track from the new album, False Memory Lane, and she takes on the lead vocals on this song. Uh, and, and here it is. Uh, this is the Galileo 7, and don't know what I'm waiting for. <laughs>
And that was a Galileo 7 and a great track from their new album False Memory Lane called Don't Know What I'm Waiting For. And in the audience was the the Jailers, the, the bass player and the drummer from his old line at the Jailers, because they're in the Woggles and the Woggles were playing in on the continent and I think they they stopped off en route and came along to the gig, which was a which it, was a nice surprise. Yeah, Nick to Graham Day's Irish whiskey. That's right, off the stage, <laughs> didn't they? Yeah. yeah, you wanted to do that once, didn't you? Yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. Most okay. hey, he's nicking his, he's his Jamesons. Yeah, oh, oh, his, his, his mates from the from, from the, the Jailers. jailers yeah, right. yeah, and and um, Jailers really were. It's very difficult to say which is the best lineup, isn't it? But I do think those two albums by the Jailers are, are, are unbelievable. Mm. You know, absolutely fantastic. And especially Triple Distilled, mm. which is one of my favourite albums. Like the whiskey, um, isn't it? Like the whiskey they drink. Triple Distilled, <laughs> mate. Oh, yeah, mm. I hadn't thought about that. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> wonder where that came from. Yeah. Um, and this is a track that they played um, on the night. Uh, they sound checked with this, and I was blown away just watching the sound check. <laughs> and um, I would have gone home then after seeing them play the soundtrack. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. And I was so pleased that they played this, and they did play quite a few Jailers tracks, didn't they? Because mm. the, especially the guys were in the audience, and uh, uh, they all went they went down really well. But this this was my pick. And um, before we play out on this, I'd like to say thanks for tonight, Paul. Uh, pleasure as always. Thank you, Steve. And um, always enjoy it. Yeah, and don't forget to uh, check out the blog www.retromanblog.com where you can get links to all the bands that we played, a bit more information on the podcasts that we do. Obviously, check out all the Paul's great photos as well. And uh, and hopefully we'll be back uh, with a new episode a little bit sooner than the, the four months it's taken to get around to this one. <laughs> so thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, to play us out, we've got uh, Graham Day and the Jailers and Something About You Girl. Good night. Good <laughs> night.